Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Praise God. Right now, we're going to be praying. I'd like to read the scripture to us. First Timothy. Two. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying and interceding for the nations of the world, nations of the earth. We're going to be praying specifically for the nation in which we reside or um, have our nationalities. We're going to be praying specifically for these nations, declaring that the leaders are making the right decisions, the nations are in peace, And we're going to be praying for Afghanistan, also nation of Afghanistan. We're also going to be praying, and you know, for the souls of men, that many are coming to the knowledge of the truth. And as they come to the knowledge of the truth, they are giving their hearts to Christ. That these ones are no longer deceived, nor tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Praise the Lord. Let's unmute our mics right now and begin to pray. Many are coming to the knowledge of the truth. Yes, many are receiving Christ. Hallelujah. The leaders of our nation, they are making the right decisions. Rakaba ye kere de 
Oh, <laughs> 
Yes, in the name of Lord Jesus, we declare peace upon the nations of the earth. In the name of Lord Jesus, we declare and declare in the name of Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. That our leaders are making the right choices. Economically beneficial choices. Choices, hallelujah. That are born for the betterment of the nations of the earth. Void of deception. Void of lies. Void of wars. Void for void of God. Of influences, Liko Sotokobaya, from wicked and unreasonable men, Rika Sonde Kizabela Krakadila, Lusheke Bondo Frekedida Bakasotokobeledi, Lito Frekido Kosta Kabaya, yes, hallelujah, the decisions be made, Makasotokobakasatakabaya, Roko Bondo Frekidabaya, will keep, hallelujah, the right people in position of authority, will give the right people, Makasatakabaya, that will be of help to the church, Bele Kronokobo Sotokobakasataya, Besetiki Bayala Mustakabaya, Oh, yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we see many coming to Christ. Hallelujah. The deception is gone from them. The lies, they are cut off from the lies. Hallelujah. From the deceptions. They are coming to the knowledge of the truth. And as they come, hallelujah, their lives are transformed forever. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, hallelujah. For your word is working, hallelujah, in the nations of the earth. And our prayers have been answered, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time, you are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak Ma'am, for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in the session of intercessory prayer for the nations of the earth hallelujah praise god praise god right now we're going over to the praise segment hallelujah it's a good thing to give thanks to the lord and to praise him hallelujah over to you esteemed sister grace oh hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord good morning good afternoon good evening Everyone, depending on where you're participating from right now. Thank you so much, Esteem Pastor Debbie. Thank you so much, Esteem Pastor and Sister Mara, for this opportunity. Just right where you are, give thanks to the Lord, give him praise with your hands unto him. Just give him a sacrifice of praise this morning. You alone, O God, are worthy of our praise. Oh, wise God, I worship you today. Oh, unfailing God, I worship you today. Mm -hmm. Oh, wise God. I worship you today. Unfailing God, I worship you today. Cause you are holy, you are holy. Jesus, 
you holy, you are beautiful, Jesus. Say, oh wise God, oh wise God, I worship you today. Mm, say, unfailing God, I worship you today. Because you are holy, you are holy, Jesus. Yes, you are, yes. You are holy, you are beautiful, Jesus. Lord, you are holy, you are holy, you are holy, Jesus. You You are holy, you only, Jesus. You holy, you are beautiful, Jesus. We sing heaven and earth adore you. Angels bow before you, bringing glory to the King. The Lamb upon the throne, we lift holy hands and worship, and we give you all the praise. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Heaven and earth adore you, angels bow before you. Sing glory to the King, the Lamb upon the throne. We lift holy hands in worship, and we give you all the praise. Alpha and the Maker, the beginning and the end. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the worship. You deserve the praise. We give you all the glory. Adoration to your name. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. We give you all the glory. Yes, we give you all the honor. Lord, we give you all the worship. You deserve the praise. We give you all the glory. Adoration to your name, oh God. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. Hallelujah. 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 You deserve it all. You deserve it all. Hallelujah. To the most I God. Hallelujah. To the King of Kings. Hallelujah. 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 
joining with the host of heaven. Hallelujah. Lord, you deserve it all. Yes, you deserve it all. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. I give you all the worship. You deserve my praise. I give you all the glory. Adoration to your name. You deserve it all. Lord, you deserve it all. All about Shakariva Satire. You alone deserve our praise, oh God. Hallelujah. Yes, you alone, God, deserve all of our praise. All of our praise, all of our praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Happy Sunday, everyone. Good morning and welcome to today's Inspired by the Word Devotion with our God. It's a beautiful Sunday morning and I trust that you're preparing to be in church. Glory to God. Um, we're going to try as much as possible to be fast about today's devotional, considering it's Sunday and some of us have very early morning services to catch up with. Praise God. We're looking at the screen today, Sunday, the 22nd of August, 2021. And the title of today's devotional article is Reigning in Righteousness. Reigning in Righteousness. Your guess is as good as mine. The opening scripture is taken from Romans 5 and verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Every child of God is a king in this life and called to reign in righteousness. Let that sink. Every child of God is a king in this life and called to reign in righteousness. Righteousness gives you the ability to stand in the presence of God without condemnation, to stand in fellowship with God, having his rightness in your spirit. This is where our audacity of faith comes from. Righteousness gives you the ability to stand in the presence of God without con condemnation, to stand in fellowship with God, having his rightness in your spirit. This is where our audacity of faith comes from. <coughs> Excuse me. This is the reason we're bold to make demands in his name, decree a thing and have it established. It's because our righteousness is of him, not what we not what you did or didn't do, but what Jesus did. God declared you righteous freely and declared himself to be righteous by so doing. To declare, I say at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. Romans 3 and verse 26, hallelujah. Righteousness makes us masters. It gives us dominion. You are not a victim, but a victor in Christ Jesus. John knew this and declared, <coughs> excuse me, you have God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. First John 4 verse 4. God has impacted his nature of righteousness to you. And that's what makes you like him. That nature makes you think, see, and talk like him. Wherever you are, say, I, I think, I, I see, and I talk like Jesus. Hallelujah. You've been raised to his level through Christ. Our opening verse says, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. You've received grace to reign over and above Satan and the elements of this world. The Bible says he made us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. Kings reign by issuing decrees and pronouncements. Ecclesiastics 4 and verse 8 says, Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, What doeth thou? 
No wonder the Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you, Job 22, 28. Glory to God. So much in today's devotional article, but there's a part I want to stress. Imagine, for instance, that um, I was holding um, a bundle of $100 and um, that's $10,000. And I wanted to, um, and I stretched my hand towards you. For you to receive it, you have to open your hand. There are two things you need to do. You either stretch your hand back, opening it, so that I can put the bundle on it, or you stretch your hand and collect the bundle from me. There is an action to receiving. Receiving is not passive. The thing about what we received in Christ, you know, all that we got in Christ is that God already gave all that he needed to give. The challenge and the difference between the successful Christian and the unsuccessful Christian, in quote, is the one who has received and the one who is just looking at the gift that was stretched out to him. So when he says that we are reigning in righteousness, that line, if you look at the It's in our opening scripture, right? And then it's also throughout the um, devotional article. It says that they which receive, the receiving is your responsibility. It said they which received, they receive the abundance of grace. There's grace for everyone. Some receive little, some don't receive at all, and some receive abundance. So it's like getting an announcement that um okay oh there's there's water in this place you know imagine that there hasn't been water for a while and let me even give an example you live in a house where you guys would usually have water and then water ceased and you were looking for where to get water and your neighbor said ah there's water in this other compound though and they say you can come and fetch and then you know you can go there with just your drinking bottle fetch the water and go Somebody else will go there with a bucket. Somebody else will go there with 10 buckets because they say you can fetch as much as you want. There's actually enough water. The degree to which water, to how much water they get is, the, is to the degree to which they are, re, they are willing to fetch. I use that illustration to say that receiving is up to you and how much you receive is up to you, whether little, whether abundance. But this scripture said that if you are going to reign in life, you better receive abundance of grace. And you say, okay, so how do I receive? Every day you say it, say I receive abundance of grace for today. And I take advantage of the gift of righteousness that I have accessible to me. And today I declare that I reign in life. I reign in every ramification of life. I reign in every circumstance of life. That's how you take advantage of that grace on a daily basis. He had said so that we may boldly say. So that's what this whole devotion is about. It's about your responsibility of receiving. How much are you going to receive? Today is another day. It didn't work yesterday, maybe because the grace was not sufficient. And the grace was not sufficient, not because his grace was not sufficient, but because you didn't receive sufficient grace. Because the Bible says his grace is sufficient for me. He said his strength is made perfect even in my weakness. It's in the scriptures. He said the grace that Christ gave would always be sufficient. It's now up to you. They which receive abundance of grace. So is your grace abundant? Are you receiving? You know, sometimes people cry, God, I need more grace. No, no, no. Stop praying for more grace. Just collect. And I've told you how to collect by your affirmations, your agreement with him based on what he has said. Paul was blessing the church. He said, the Corinthian church, he said, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. He blessed them with grace. You know the grace he blessed them with, his own grace that he received. You see, the thing about receiving in abundance is that you can share it. If you come to my house and I have abundance of bread, I can share with you. If I have 30 handbags, I can share with you. Why? Because I have so much of it. 
of course, the abundance doesn't mean that it's only when it's abundant that I can share. The life that we live is a life of giving. So it doesn't need to be much for us to give. We understand sacrificial giving as Christians. But I'm saying that this grace is so plenty that you can share it. And that was the grace that Paul, or the one that he had received, he was blessing the church with. And we are partakers of that grace till date. Brothers and sisters, my question to you is, what are you doing with the grace? Because there's abundance of it. The gift of righteousness. You're struggling with an addiction. You're struggling with a habit. You have not received the gift of righteousness. You haven't. Because it brings about a rightness in your spirit. It causes you to just go think and act the right way. This life that you enjoy, that you live, or that you are not happy about is not God's fault. It's up to you. So today you have received the word. You can make up your mind to change things. So happy Sunday once again and have a blissful Sunday service and a beautiful week ahead. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy. She will take us through the um, further study, the Rhapsody prayer, and then the New Testament reading plan. And we will come back to take the Old Testament. Over to you, Sister Joy. Thank you so much, Mark, for today's ministration. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Praise God. We're reading from Romans 5.17, the Amplified Classic Version. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Romans 5, 20 to 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. And finally, Revelation 5.10, and had made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. So we're going to be taking the prayer together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Holy and righteous Father, thank you for giving me your righteousness, granting me the ability to boldly stand before you without guilt, condemnation, inferiority, or blame. In righteousness, I reign and rule in life, bringing glory to your name. I walk in perpetual victory, manifesting your glory in every place. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, we are moving into the New Testament reading segment. And um, we started with the book of First Corinthians. We've been reading the book of First Corinthians, and yeah, today we are reading First Corinthians chapter seven. Yep. So I'm gonna be sharing my screen. Okay. All right. First Corinthians chapter seven, the Message Translation version. So the title is to be married, to be single. Now, getting down to the questions you asked in your letter to me. First, is it a good thing to have sexual relations? Certainly, but only within a certain context. It's good for a man to have a wife and for a woman to have a husband. Sexual drives are strong, but marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide for a balanced and fulfilling sexual life in a world of sexual disorder. The marriage bed must be, must be a place of mutuality, the husband seeking to satisfy his wife 
the wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. Mm. Marriage is, is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. Abstaining from sex is permissible for a period of time if you both agree to it, and if it's for the purposes of prayer and fasting, but only for such times. Then come back again, come back together again. Satan has an ing ingenious way of tempting us when we least expect it. I'm not, I'm not, understand, commanding these periods of abstinence, only providing my best counsel if you should choose them. Sometimes I wish everyone were single like me, a simpler life in many ways, but celibacy is not for everyone any more than marriage is. God gives the gift of the single life to some, the gift of the married life to others. I do though tell the unmarried and widows that singleness might well be the best thing for them as it has been for me. But if they can't manage their desires and emotions, they should by all means go ahead and get married. The difficulties of marriage are preferable by far to a sexually tortured life as a single. And if you're married, stay married. This is the master's command, not mine. If your wife should leave her husband, she must either remain single or else come back and make things right with him. And a husband has no right to get rid of his wife. For the rest of you who are in mixed marriages, Christians married to non-Christian, we have no explicit command from the master. So this is what you must do. If you are a man with a wife who is not a believer, but who still wants to live with you, hold on to her. If you are a woman with a husband who is not a believer, but he wants to live with you, hold on to him. The unbelieving husband shares to an extent in the holiness of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is likewise touched by the holiness of her husband. Otherwise, your children will be left out. As it is, they also are included in the spiritual purposes of God. On the other hand, if the unbelieving spouse walks out, you've got to let him or her go. You don't have to hold on desperately. God has called us to make the best of it as peacefully as we can. You never know, wife, the way you handle this might bring your husband not only back to you, but to God. You never know, husband, the way you handle this might bring your wife not only back to you, but to God. And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. God, not your marital status, defines your life. Don't think I'm being harder on you than on the others. I give this same counsel in all the churches. Were you Jewish at the time God called you? Don't try to remove the evidence. Were you non-Jewish at the time of your call? Don't become a Jew. Being Jew. Don't become a Jew. Being Jewish isn't the point. The really important thing is obeying God's call, following his commands. Stay where you were when God called your name. Were you a slave? Slavery is no roadblock to obeying and believing. I don't mean you are stuck and can't leave. If you have a chance at freedom, go ahead and take it. I'm simply trying to point out that under your new master, you are going to experience a marvelous freedom you would never have dreamed of. On the other hand, if you were free when Christ called you, you will experience a delightful enslavement to God you would never have dreamt of. All of you slave and free both were once held off stage in a sinful society. Then a huge sum was paid out for your ransom. So please don't out of old habits slip back into being or doing what everyone else tells you. Friends, stay where you were to be called. God is here. God is there. Hold the tight ground with him at your side. The master did not give explicit directions regarding virgins, but as one much but as one much experience in the mercy of the master and loyal to him all the way, you can trust my counsel because of the
Can anyone hear Sister Joy or is just me? She stopped talking from because of the current. That's the last thing I heard. Okay. I think she's reconnecting. Okay. Sister Joy, can you hear us? Look out and look. Okay. Um. Okay, I might need to continue the Bible reading. Let me quickly open my Bible to that particular passage. I was reading from the screen. Still connected and not back. Okay, I'm sharing my screen. Okay, so I'll just take it from verse 25 um, to the end. The master did not give <clears throat> explicit, explicit direction regarding virgins, but as one much experienced in the mercy of the master and loyal to him all the way, you can trust my counsel. Because of the current pressures on us from all sides, I think it will probably be best to stay just as you are. Are you married? Stay married. Are you unmarried? Don't get married. But there's certainly no sin in getting married, whether you're a virgin or not. All I am saying is that when you marry, you take an additional stress in an already stressful time, and I want to spare you if possible. I do want to point out, friends, that time is of essence. There is no time to waste, so don't complicate your lives unnecessarily. Keep it simple in marriage, grief, joy, whatever. Even in ordinary things, your daily routines of shopping and so on, deal as sparingly as possible with the things of the world thrust at on you. This world as you see it is on its way out. I want you to live as free of complications as possible. When you are married, you're free to concentrate on simply pleasing the master. Marriage involves you in all the knots and bolts of domestic life and in wanting to please your spouse, leading to so much more demands on your attention. The time and energy that married people spend on caring for and nurturing each other, the unmarried can spend in becoming whole and holy instruments of God. I'm trying to be helpful and make it as easy as possible for you, not make things harder. All I want is for you to be able to develop a way of life in which you can spend plenty of time together with the master without a lot of distractions. Some people say they want the distractions. <laughs> you know, somebody's reading this passage and say, Paul is talking his own. That distraction of marriage, we want it. Okay, verse 36. If a man has a woman friend to whom he is loyal, but never intended to marry, having decided to serve God as a single, and then changes his mind, deciding he should marry her, he should go ahead and marry. It's no sin. It's not even a step down from celibacy, as some say. On the other hand, if a man is comfortable in his decision for a single life in service to God, and it's entirely his own, it's entirely his own conviction and not imposed on him by others, he ought to stick with it. Marriage is spiritually and morally right and not inferior to singleness in any way. Although, as indicated earlier, because of the times we live in, I do have pastoral reasons for encouraging singleness. A wife must stay with her husband as long as he lives. If he dies, she is free to marry anyone she chooses. She will, of course, want to marry a believer and have the blessing of the master. By now, you know that I think she'll be better off staying single. The master, in my opinion, thinks so too. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that is... Um, that is um, the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And um, 
I, I believe that there are people who probably are, are, are seeing this part of the scripture for the first time, or maybe because your reading is in the message translation, it's coming home for the first time. You know, when we say that everything is in the Bible, everything is truly dealt with in the Bible. You know, I've, 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 I've led through the years and I see Christians who, when it comes to anything like their finances, their family, oh, they, are, they seek the Lord. When it comes to relationship and marriage, it's more of a case of a placard, God hands off. So you can see the matters that we're reading today in 1 Corinthians 7, talking about sexual life. These are some things that cannot even be spoken of in certain families and certain settings, even certain churches. But God addressed them in his word. Everything is in the Bible. You can trust God with your whole life. The Bible will teach you everything about every area of your life. I'm grateful to God for this whole um, inspired by the word devotion and the Bible reading, you know, every day where I get to hear God's mind concerning many matters. And I trust that you are to praise God. Okay, so Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. Glory to God. And today we are continuing from where we stopped yesterday. And that was verse... We started to verse 1, 1, 12. So today we're going to run it till the end. I hate the two-faced, but I love your clear-cut revelation. You are my place of quiet retreat. Remember this, uh, like um, David's love letter to God. So um, we read a lot of that yesterday and we're continuing this amazing long letter, longest letter ever. I hate the two-faced, but I love your clear-cut revelation. You're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. Get out of my life, evildoers, so I can keep my God's commands. Take my side as you promised. I'll leave then for sure. Don't disappoint all my grand hopes. Stick with me and I'll be all right. I'll give total allegiance to your definitions of life. Expose all who drift away from your sins. Their casual adultery is lethal. You reject earth's wicked as much as, as so much rubbish. Therefore, I lovingly embrace everything you say. I shiver an hour before you. Your decisions leave me speechless with reverence. I stood up for justice and the right. Don't leave me to the mercy of my oppressors. Take the side of your servant, good God. Don't let the godless take advantage of me. I can't keep my eyes open any longer, waiting for you to keep your promise to set everything right. Let your love dictate how you deal with me. Teach me from your test book on life. I'm your servant. Help me understand what that means. <laughs> the inner meaning of your instructions is time to act, God. They've made, a sh they've made a shambles of your revelation. Yea, saying, God, I love what you command. I love you better than gold and gemstones. Yea, saying, God. That's yes, saying, God. I honor everything you tell me. I despise every deceitful detour. Every word you give me is a miracle word. How could I help but obey? Break open your words. Let the light shine out. Let ordinary people see the meaning, mouth open and panting. I wanted your commands more than anything. Turn my way, look kindly on me, as you always do So those who personal, to those who personally love you. Steady my steps with your word of promise, so nothing maligns get, nothing malign gets the better of me. Rescues me. Rescue me from the grip of bad men and women, so I can live life your way. Smile on me, your servant. Teach me the right way to live. I cry rivers of tears because nobody's living by your book. You are right and you do right, God. Your decisions are right on target. You rightly instruct us in how to live ever faithful to you. My rituals nearly did me in. They persistently ignored my rivals. I'm sorry. My rivals nearly did me in. They persistently ignored your commandments. Your promise has been tested through and through. And I, your servant, love it dearly. I'm too young to be important, but I don't forget what you tell me. Your righteousness is eternally right. Your revelation is the only truth. Even though troubles come down on me hard, your commands always give me delight. The way you tell me to live is always right. 
Help me understand it so I can live to the fullest. I call out at the top of my lungs, God, answer. I'll do whatever you say. I call to you, save me so I can carry out all your instructions. I was up before sunrise, crying for help, hoping for a word from you. I stayed awake all night, prayerfully pondering your promise. In your love, listen to me. In your justice, God, keep me alive. As those out to get me come closer and closer, they go farther and farther from the truth you reveal. But you are the closest of all to me, God, and all your judgments true. I've known all along from the evidence of your words that you meant them to last forever. Take a good look at my trouble and help me. I haven't forgotten your revelation. Take my side and get me out of this. Give me back my life, just as you promised. Salvation is only gibberish to the wicked because they've never looked it up in your dictionary. Your mercies, God, run into the billions. Bako Sakataya. Following your guideline, guidelines, revive me. My antagonists are too many to count, but I don't swerve from the directions you gave. I took one look at the quitters and was filled with loathing. They walked away from your promises so casually. Take note of how I love what you tell me. Out of your life of love, prolong my life. Your words all add up to the sum total, truth. Your righteous decisions are eternal. I've been slandered unmercifully by the politicians, but my awe at your word keeps me stable. I'm ecstatic over what you say, like one who strikes it rich. I hate lies, can't stand them but I love what you have reviewed. Seven times each day, I stop and shout praises for the way you keep everything running right. For those who love what you review, everything fits. No stumbling around in the dark for them. I wait expectantly for your salvation. God, I do what you tell me. My soul guards and keeps all your instructions. Oh, how much I love them. I follow your directions, abide by your counsel. My life's an open book before you. Let my cry come right into your presence, God. Provide me with the insight that comes only from your word. Give my request your personal attention. Rescue me on the terms of your promise. Let praise cascade off my lips. After all, you've taught me the truth about life and let your promises ring from my tongue. Every other you've given is right. Put your hand out and study me. Since I've chosen to live by your counsel, I'm homesick, God, for your salvation. I love it when you show yourself. Invigorate my soul so I can praise you well. Use your decrees to put iron in my soul. And should I wander off like a lost sheep, seek me. I'll recognize the sound of your voice. Balago Sakabaya. What a man, what a man. No wonder David was the man after God's own heart. No wonder, no wonder. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to um, hand over to Brother Martins at this time. He'll take us through the rest of the meeting. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a beautiful service. God bless you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connected from. At this time, I'd like to say a big thank you to your esteemed sister Maka for this great opportunity. At this point, we're going straight to the affirmation segment of the meeting. And affirmation is on the screen at this time. Praise the Lord. We start our affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. In this paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The top paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. Praise God. At this point, I'll kindly ask you to please omit your mics as we take our formation at the count of three. Please kindly omit your mics. One, two, three. My name is Martin Scucci. I'm the spirit of wisdom. I'm the tradition of knowledge of Christ. I 
said, according to the riches of the glory of Christ, strengthened with my spirit, my inner man. I am filled with the knowledge of God. I Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. At this point, we're going straight to the communion segments. Praise God. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the breaking of bread this day. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we break this bread, we will never be broken in life. We declare that external life gains ascendance in our being. We are who God says we are. We have what he says we have. We can do what he says we can do. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise the Lord. After the same man, I also took the cup when he has stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This year, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death. I want you to contemplate on the righteousness of God this morning. For what we read from the Rhapsody, think about it. The Bible says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. If you are righteous, you dwell in the kingdom. If you are righteous, you carry the kingdom. If you are righteous, you are the kingdom. Think about it. Think about it. Ponder your righteousness. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the New Testament in the blood of Christ. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are righteous as Jesus is so are we in this world. We declare that we carry the divine presence of God everywhere we go. We declare that the Holy Ghost is knit with our spirits. We are one with him. We are one body, one spirit. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Praise the Lord. At this point, I kindly ask, is there anyone amongst us who is celebrating his or her birthday today, the wedding anniversary? What are you celebrating? Please kindly raise your hand. Let's see you. Let's celebrate with you. Praise God. Anybody? Or there's somebody in your family you want to celebrate? Maybe the person's birthday, your mom, dad, brothers. Kindly raise up your hand at this point. Okay, since there's no one amongst us, praise God. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Look at this point, I'll kind of ask you to please unmute your mics as we share the grace in fellowship. Please unmute mm-hmm. your mics. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, peace with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. And surely, God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Cheer up, brethren. The world works. Ensure you have a most excellent day.